Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome to Second Wind. It's Joyce talking to you today. And we have such a great show for you today. You know the best thing about going through transition? Really, There really is something just really awesome about going through transition. And it's about the people that you meet. Absolutely fabulous people come in your route, in your road, and you get to learn more. You get to be inspired. You get to grow. It's all about the journey. Now, yes, you may be in a spot that you're not too happy about today, but let me promise you that at the end of this, you're going to be amazed when you look back and see what you've accomplished in your life. Well, my guest today is one of those exceptional, wonderful, beautiful people that I had the occasion to meet. Her name is Jenny Beck. And she is the owner of Jenny Beck Media. Now, Jenny transforms entrepreneurs from zero to heroes in front of the camera. Wow. To us, most of us, camera sounds scary. She does that in front of the camera and in front of live audiences. Her insatiable curiosity drove her to dig up stories for 10 years as a journalist and host of the CBC. Now, we'll, she'll have to explain that to us. Her first TV show won a Gracie's Allen Award from New York. And after hosting Living Vancouver, view, viewership shot up by 40%. Now, Jenny coaches on-camera performances, live presentation skills, and produces promotional web videos with authentic punch. So to learn more about her, you'll be going to her website, www.jennybeck.com. That's spelled J-A-N-A-E-N-Y-B-A-I-K. Now, that's an interesting spelling, so she'll have to share that with us as well. <laughs> Welcome, Jenny. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joyce. <laughs> You're right. It is a really interesting spelling. <laughs> it is. Now, tell us what CBC is. Uh, that's a Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, so it's Canada's national broadcaster. It's our, it's our premier broadcaster. Oh, well, you know, it was... 
as I said, it's so much fun to see who comes across your path. And we met, of course, at eWomen's conference in Dallas last year. And you just mesmerized me with your energy and your enthusiasm and your product. I needed to be live in front of the video camera. <laughs> so, you know, I, I needed you, <laughs> Jenny. But I'm so curious and I really want my listeners to know, how does a little Canadian girl end up in front of the camera on the Canadian public broadcast? Well, that's a good question, because I think there are a lot of people who want to be on TV, oh, <laughs> especially <yes>. these days, <laughs> uh, because with, you know, these days with reality TV, it seems like anyone can do it. Uh, and certainly, when I was working uh, as a television host, so many people would tell me in secret, oh, I've always wanted to be on TV, or I really wanted to be a, a reporter or journalist, and I never did it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of those funny things, you know, sometimes you have to be careful what you wish for. Um, <laughs> but, but let me just back up a little bit. So I grew up, I was born in Toronto, Canada, mm-hmm. and I'm of Korean descent. So my parents are, you know, immigrated to Canada from Korea. So that's why my, my name, the spelling is a bit interesting because uh, mm-hmm. my father, uh, I, you know, my father actually did say he wanted me to have a unique name. So yes. the spelling is, is unique because of that. Mm-hmm. But I always wanted, I do recall being a kid and always wanting to be a journalist. Right. Although I didn't really know what that was. Mm-hmm. In fact, if I thought about it in my head, I visualized someone working at a newspaper factory, bundling up big stacks of newspaper in a factory line. That was what I visualized. Really? And really, <laughs> yeah. And really, I actually, I really, I remember thinking, oh, why would my dad want me to do that? So this was just a very clear memory I have from a child. Uh-huh. And then I went to university, and then I applied into journalism school. And when I got accepted, my father shared with me that he had always wanted to be a reporter. Uh-huh. And then I got really confused, you know, one of those stop in my tracks, like thinking, is this my dream or is this my <laughs> father's dream? Uh-huh. And really, I feel like he'd been sort of brainwashing me, uh, you know, yeah. with, with his, you know, best, with much love and best interest, of course, right. um, to be a journalist. And, and so I, I continued doing that. And, and I have to say, being a child of immigrant parents, any child of immigrant parents, or, you know, many other children as well, uh, depending on their parents, might understand what it's like when their parents really live a lot of their dreams through them. Yes. So and a lot of parents. Because my parents. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of parents do that. You know, if a parent didn't achieve a certain dream in their life, then they might put their kids, you know, through the same sort of training or, you know, hoping that they'll achieve their dreams, right? Right. And so uh, definitely being a child of immigrant parents, because my parents sacrificed quite a lot and struggled quite a lot immigrating to a new country where they didn't know the language and didn't have Mm -hmm. a lot of resources when they started out. Um, Mm -hmm. I I went through that, you know, in steroids, basically. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I'm just always amazed at the courage that takes for a family mm -hmm. to do that. I'm, you know, my hat's off to them because I think that takes so much courage. 
You know? That's so true, because I can't even imagine. I mean, thinking about, well, right now with Assyria and all the refugees going over as well, but I just can't imagine going to a new country, not knowing anything about the culture, barely mm-hmm. knowing the language. Like, that is, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to even imagine. Right. Um, and so for that, I'm so grateful, because I, I'm so grateful to be living here and, and to have all the, the freedoms and rights and opportunities that I've had. Um, right. Living here in Canada, I mean, so I'm yeah, we're so lucky. I feel so mm-hmm. lucky all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So basically, that's that's the sort of the genesis of of you know the desire, yeah, to or the ambition to become a journalist. And then when I actually started in the industry, I, I work in radio, and mm-hmm. I was really lucky. I did an internship during my journalism school, and I was hired right after that at the CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of my, my journalism career. And it was a really great show that I was on. It was called As It Happens. It, it was an international current affairs show, uh, very well established, really smart people working there, very prestigious show. Wow. And, and I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to try to know all the current events and, and all the news happening around the world. Cause that's really yeah. what our, our show covered. It was international. Yeah. And that was hard. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> trying to know everything going on everywhere around the world was, uh, was, was, uh, was a tough, yeah, it was a, right. a tough call really. Um, and after working at the CBC for a number of years, I realized that I just wasn't happy. And so I was working in news. I worked in radio. I, I started doing some radio reporting. And so then I, I quit after a few years. And wow. I moved out west to Vancouver. And my best friend had just moved out here, and she was snowboarding. And, you know, I'm in my <laughs> 20s, and she's like, you just got to come out here and experience the West Coast. Uh-huh. So I quit the CBC. I packed up my bag, and I left. And yeah. I didn't really know what I was going to do next. Um, but I just knew I wasn't happy for some reason. There was right. something about the job was, it wasn't working for me. Of course, to my parents' great disappointment, I did that. Oh, I bet. And, yeah. But your body and was when just I, shambles. Well, it, you know, they weren't supportive, obviously, because I wasn't going to another steady job. Right. You know, it's not like yeah. I had something lined up. Yeah. It really was like, well, I was going to go and see what happened. Now, my friend who called me over, she was working in the film industry and it was a very busy time. And so my thought was, well, I'll just maybe work out, work a few, a little bit in the film industry before I figure out what I want to do next. Right. And, and then I ended up working to help produce million dollar commercials for huge brands, McDonald's, Hummer, Lee jeans. And we, we would help them produce their commercials. And so we worked with, Top, top ad agencies and production yeah. companies. Yeah, and so I, ha- I had a bit of fun. I kind of see that as like a, a fun period of my life. I mean, very difficult mm-hmm. work. But the thing about the film industry is you work intense hours and then you have all this time off. So oh. I ended up doing a lot of traveling during that time. Yeah. And I got to travel well, the world. 
Yeah, I mean, your journey has been so varied. I mean, you have, I mean, it is a one based thing going through it, uh, but still, it's been so varied from <laughs> radio, TV, film, and now you've, you've interjected commercials. Uh, it, it's just all so, kind of sounds like a fairy tale from us oh, sitting really? here. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Although, I do notice that that would throw me into just big fear if I'd left a job to go to no job. Oh, my goodness. I think I might have thought twice. But anyway, when we come back from this uh, brief intermission, uh, I want you to tell me more about the life as a, the adventure that you uh, experienced by going through all those jobs and how they shaped you to move you forward in your life. So uh, it's all going to be good. So when you come back, absolutely, we'll be talking with Jenny. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We're talking today with Jenny Beck, and Jenny has her own media company, and so it's Fascinating. I met her through eWomen's, and she had been in one of her workshops and found her just absolutely fascinating. She allowed me to get really comfortable with doing videos. And matter of fact, I even did a video yesterday, Jenny, oh, so I'm a product. Here. <laughs> so, I love hearing that. 
Oh, so anyway, but what Jenny had shared with her, us is that she had started out in journalism, even as a little girl, she was trying to write stories to be a news news reporter. But really, that was Dad's dream. So as it developed and as she explored all the different areas of uh, news media reporting, um, I found that her life has just kind of like been an awesome adventure. So, Jenny, how did you have, uh, I'm going to say, for me, the word that comes up is courage, because I think Mm -hmm. courage takes, you need courage when you make transitions like you did, leaving a very successful 10-year job with the Canadian broadcast system to to move out to the West and um, start a new career, just you know, what were the feelings that gave you the courage or the desire to move, uh, make a major change like that? You know, I think I may be one of those people who I'm a really naturally curious person. And so mm-hmm. I, I am always interested in new experiences in my life. Mm-hmm. And the idea of change in many ways excites me. Ah. I do remember when I when I made that decision to to leave the to leave the CBC the very first time and move mm-hmm. out west. I do remember I had a couple of friends saying, "Oh my gosh, are you are you serious?" Because you know it was a really solid job, and um, and and people were like, are, "Are you nervous? What are you going to do?" And I remember being really surprised by those questions, right? Because I wasn't thinking that. All I knew is that I wasn't happy, and yes. that something needed to change. And then when this opportunity came of, oh, a good friend lives in Vancouver, maybe I'll see what's out there, I just took it. Um, yeah. And I don't know if it was a matter of my unhappiness was, it was so bad that I, I just knew something had to change, um, or if it's also a matter of I am a person who, who really welcomes uh, new adventures, as you said, the adventuring part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, I am a wildly curious person. I'm just really curious. Right. And so for me to experience different things in life, like that, that's really what life is about in so many ways. Like I don't yeah. need to, um, you know, it's about the relationships I have and the experiences I have with the people in my life. And that's what really makes, like gives me juice in so many ways. Um, so I do think there is a part of me that is naturally open to change. Yes. And then maybe some fact that both my both my parents were entrepreneurs. I mean, they own small businesses. So I mean, that uh, might be another yes. factor as well. Right. Yeah. So they kind of the whole family kind of has that entrepreneurial spirit, which takes includes risk and and the willingness to reach out and make something out of nothing, almost. And, and exactly, and that could just be part of our family story because. Mm-hmm. The simple fact that my parents immigrated to Canada from Korea. So that's mm-hmm. sort of just inherent in, yeah. in that first big adventure right there. Right. Um, that, that really sort of um, led me to be much more open to, to change and adventure. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I was in my, in my 20s at the time, right? And so certainly <laughs> I didn't We're have any children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was about, it, was, it was about exploring and, and just just this idea of being able to spread my wings and mm-hmm. and you know see what can happen was was pretty exciting for me at the time too right well i also see that that spirit that you have 
of loving adventure is a great quality to have for a reporter. I mean, you're always open to enthusiasm, (laughs) and you find everything interesting and fun, which really adds. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because every day you're working on a different story, and so very quickly you would have to get up to speed on that story, whatever the topic or issue was. You'd have Mm -hmm. to do some really quick research to make Mm -hmm. sure you knew enough about it so that you could understand the deeper you know, the different threads of the story and, and how can I develop the story further? What does the viewer want to hear? Or, or you know, it, it was just about always learning things quickly uh, and sort of having a broad knowledge of many, many things. Yeah. Now, as a being a, a person that's been so involved in the media, what are some of your talents that you can just off the top, I don't know if you've done core value work, but I was curious as to what you know today as you stand, as you sit talking to me, Mm -hmm. what do you know about Jenny Beck? I mean, what do you know your strengths are? I'm not sure if I've done a lot of of core value work specifically that, but I've definitely thought a lot about what are my values and and what are my strengths? Uh, Because in between all of this, know, switching careers. I did torture myself for a long time also thinking, what is my purpose in life? Like, what was I put on this earth to do? Uh, Mm -hmm. Because after I left, when I I first left the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation and worked in the film industry, uh, you know, while that was fun for a while and I did a lot of traveling, I also knew that wasn't quite right either. And Uh, so I I really tortured myself for, for years thinking, what am I, what am I here to do? You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to just be selling things for major brands. And um, and just to actually finish off that part, what I did do is I, I ended up getting recruited back to the CBC because a recruiter got a hold of me. And then that's when I started reporting on art. And that's ah. when I started hosting an art radio program. And then that's mm-hmm. when I started hosting a, a lifestyle television program. And so what was interesting, and I think this is so important, when I realized I wasn't happy working in news journalism, I thought, that's it. I'm not a journalist. End of story. <laughs> but when I came back to the CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, five years later, I came mm. back as an arts reporter. Mm. And then all of a sudden, things were way different. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed being an arts reporter. Mm-hmm. So I realized later in life, it's because I, I didn't like dealing with conflict every day. And there's no news story unless there's a conflict. So once ah, yes. I was dealing with artists and talking more about art and being, you can be so much more creative and storytelling with art and music. And, and then again, that turned into lifestyle that became far more interesting for me. And so when I was working in, when I first started working in television, mm-hmm. that's when I realized that I had some hidden performer inside of me. <laughs> and, and this is a performer that I was really resistant to. Mm-hmm. Huh. As and, a little girl, and, did you ever play as the performer? No. No, because no. as a little girl, I was raised, and again, just to generalize here, yes, you know, right. the more traditional, older style of Korean culture was for women to be very docile, um, I wasn't allowed to really, I was always told, don't laugh too loud. Like I'm supposed to laugh like he, 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 and everything's <laughs> supposed to be very, you know, very like subdued and proper and prim. Uh-huh. And so 
absolutely I don't I don't recall I wasn't a ham as a kid yeah not at all it, mm-hmm. but my mother did always say to me you're too much <laughs> like I was I was too smart I was too loud I was too like everything was like too much and so there was this sense of oh I had to clamp myself down like uh. I had too much energy like I just so so I always felt like I was going to be too big for a person so there uh. was that Mm-hmm. And then when I worked in television, that's when I could really express all those things. And it I was mean, okay. I did a lifestyle show. <laughs> yes. Well, I had to. Fact. I mean, in fact, it pro- oh, the producers would say, more energy. You need to go bigger. And I'm like, really? That was a really big take. Okay, I got to do this bigger. And, you know, I would, I would do so many different things on that show. We did everything from, you know, cooking lessons to snowboarding on Whistler Mountain to, you know, there was just so many different things. So it was really a great place for me to showcase my personality and to really perform. Like jazz hands perform. Like I took dance lessons. There's so many things I did on that show. And then that's when I realized I had this hidden performer. And it was someone, this performer within me, and I, and I do think I have a talent for that, was something I resisted. Because yeah. I didn't want to be a performer. I didn't want to be one of those people who needed attention all the time. And the other thing is, because I also worked in the film industry, I, I, I worked with a lot of actors as well. And yeah. they were high maintenance, and I kind of didn't want to be one of those people, again, as oh, a generalization. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. So it really took me a long time to accept uh-huh. that a part of me is a performer and to be okay with that. Yeah. Well, I want to just share an experience from working with you in front of the camera mm-hmm. when we were doing yes. videos. You kept saying more, 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 yeah. more enthusiasm, more personality, more. And, you know, I, too, have been one that's kind of kept that down, kind of I've covered my light, so to say. Mm-hmm. And it was really just totally freeing to experience being able no one putting your light out nobody saying down no less 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 it was all about more 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 give me more and it was like oh my gosh it's a it's a strange feeling I know and and the thing is I feel beautiful and it's for me to experience you Mm -hmm. Go to that experience of saying, oh, really? Like, I'm allowed to be this way? Like, I'm allowed to be a bigger expression of myself? I'm allowed to go as big as I possibly can? Right. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's joyous. It's yeah. just such an honor. We well, have to, to see go to you light up as well. And you'll see us all there <laughs> doing that. And Jenny's there with me. So, anyway, but we are going to go to a break and, um, Uh, I want you to know that when you come back, we're going to talk about how Jenny has taken all of that awesomeness that she has learned over her journey, put it into a career that is helping people like me shine a little bit brighter and uh, love my journey more. So she's making such a contribution to entrepreneurs such as myself trying to express ourselves in where we're supposed to be shining. So, Jenny, I um, can't wait for our next segment. So, come back. We're going to be talking more about Jenny. 
transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford, returns after this short break. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelove live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Listening today to Jenny Beck. Oh my goodness, Jenny has just just shared such a fascinating journey from a little girl writing stories in her backyard to being a performer, a regular, 10 years on the CBC. Just fascinating. And then she took a leap, took a turn and went out to another part and tried something new called the film industry, which we've all, it's so part of our lives because we love the movies. But we've walked away knowing that Jenny's real, one of her real talents is because she's discovered is performing. And as she was working with me, she that was one thing she kept pulling for, kept encouraging me to allow to come out. How many of us play a smaller, quieter game because of growing up, we were we were really 
emphasized or told by our parents to play smaller, don't be loud, don't be too much, don't be over the top. And yet inside of us, there's us saying, let me out of here, I want to be. So anyway, Jenny has just shared and made this so, so doable for us. So Jenny, you know, when you were trying to make that decision to come back and go to the CBC, you found that one of the reasons they'd ask you to come back was to be in the art, to start uh, doing stories with art. Now, do you have a particular interest in art? Is that what gave it that extra, oh, this will be fun? I was certainly not someone who has studied art history, Right. But the thing is, they didn't, they didn't want an art critic. They wanted some, yeah. like an average person to be able to report on arts to make it really accessible to people. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people get really intimidated because art, the art world can be a very rarefied world or really snobby. Oh, yes. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of unknown things about it. So yes. to quote their words, they didn't want a jock covering the sports. Like they didn't yes. want an art person covering the arts industry. And so... They just wanted a good journalist. And yes. so for me, I'm an art enjoyer, mm-hmm. as in I love, I love attending you know, dance shows and, and going to the, the, the museums and all that kind of thing. But, I mean, I'm not at all someone who studied and, and really understands art history or any of that. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was you know, really what they wanted, someone to make it accessible for everyday people. And so, again, what I loved about that was, oh, I'm still doing journalism, I just have to tweak it slightly. I'm not doing news anymore, which I was very unhappy doing news. But then mm-hmm. when I just made a slight change that, you know, now I was doing art, that's when everything was, was so much easier at that point. So, again, right. you know, just for your listeners, if someone is in transition, maybe you don't need to just, like, throw everything out. <laughs> maybe it's just a small, subtle shift. You yeah. know, what, is there a third option there that you can think of that that might be that might make all the difference? Mm-hmm. Good advice, really good advice. Now, did you also have the skill, or would you call it a talent for writing, or was that something that you developed? Oh, oh yeah, I was always a writer. I was the kid who had so many journals, like right from I think since I was maybe six years old or four oh, even, I started uh-huh. my first journal. So definitely yeah. I, I did have an, a, a natural, you know, inclination and talent, I say, towards writing. And I love to read. I, I also used to get 20 books out from the library at, at each visit. So the oh so words is, yeah, definitely love words and, and enjoy expressing myself through words. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Well, those are, okay, so your talent list is growing, which I think those are all great because, as you said, you you have the talents, but there are different ways of using them. Um, Mm -hmm. I know when I first, I I like art, but I don't understand art. You know, when Mm -hmm. somebody looks at a blank canvas, or not a blank, but it's painted and it's all just one color, and I have yeah. actually been with people that study art and they're like ooing and gnawing over this painting. I'm going, I don't get it. What's so good here? You know, I just don't yeah. have the, the knowledge. But uh, but either you like it or you don't. This is kind of the way I go with my well, art. You know, the way I see art, I think there's 
you know, you can interpret and experience art in a few ways. One is to understand the context in which it was painted. I mean, you could look at some some of Andy Warhol's, uh, you know, the mushroom, you know, can of Campbell's soup, and you're thinking, what? I don't get it. But if you understood what was happening at that time, which was, you know, there was no hyper-realism at the time, and the fact that he was taking an everyday object and, and glorifying it, that was new. Right. And so for the time, that was sort of like, whoa, there's a lot going on around that. And then you can also just look at it from a personal perspective. I could look at that can of soup and say, oh, I used to love cream of mushroom soup when I was a kid. <laughs> that for me is comfort. But, you know, and so whatever your personal yeah. experience is, cool. or if you're looking at that canvas and it's just red, you might think, oh, my, my dad had a red car, and we used to always go driving on Sundays. I love that color. Or else you might think, oh, I, I feel angry when I see that color. So it really, there's, I think there's the context of, like, history and society, yes. and then there's your own lens through which, your personal lens through yeah. which you can look at that art and, and experience it. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, now we understand why you, were, you got that job. Because that's 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 just wonderful. I mean, there's so many different things interpreted there. But okay, so you but you did move on from there, and now you are doing something that is your own. It's you have created. So share that with us. Mm-hmm. So today I'm an entrepreneur and business owner. It's actually almost five years now. Uh, at the end oh, of the month, no. it'll be five years. <laughs> which is quite, uh, uh, you know, uh, an accomplishment, I think. Five years in business, I think, is a bit of a landmark. Um, so it's gone so fast, and it's been so exciting. And essentially, I, I teach other people how to be authentic and their, their greatest self on, on video. Yeah. And it's such an honor because when I, when I transitioned from radio to television, the CBC did not give me any training at all. And so I really struggled the first, you know, number of months when I was working in front of the camera because I felt so stupid. I didn't know where to look. I didn't know what to do with my hands. All I knew is I wanted to look perfect like everyone else. And I was so stressed out. And and also deep inside, I didn't feel I was good enough to be on TV because I didn't see anyone who looked like me when I grew up in any media. I'm a Korean. I was a Korean woman. I didn't see a lot of people who looked like me reflected back at me. And so that was, you know, part of the struggle that I went through. And so the fact that today I can help other women really speed up that process and for them to realize, you know what, you are good enough just as you are today, exactly as you are, Mm -hmm. to be seen and heard on video because... You have a message. You have a voice. There is something inside of you that wants to be said, that wants to be born. And so much of the time, especially with women, it's just our own insecurities and our own mindset of not feeling good enough because I thought it was a Korean issue about not seeing a a reflection of myself in media. But in reality, most women do not see a reflection of themselves. Because most of the women that we see on television or media traditionally have been very young, very mm-hmm. thin, very mm-hmm. beautiful. Yes. And if an average woman compares herself to Scarlett Johansson or, you know, Taylor Swift or all these young, beautiful, talented <laughs> women, 
you know, they're thinking, no way. There's no right. way I'm going to go on video because I do not like the way I look. Right. Yeah, it's very hard for me to watch my videos. You know, I just, uh, I'm, I have yet to watch one all the way through. <laughs> you know yeah, what, though, Joyce, that's natural. It's, it's a normal thing, and it's, a, it's almost like a desensitization process. So oh, it's about if you keep doing it and keep watching yourself and then also start doing some work on self-acceptance. Yes. And really, then you can start to see the things that you did do well. Because it's natural. The minute, and I, you know what, I still do this too. The minute I watch a video, the first thing I see, all the things I don't like about myself. My yes. crooked teeth, my double yeah. chin. Oh, I, I, you know, oh, oh, I don't like the way I said that. Look, there's so many things because that's how we are as human uh. beings is very self-critical. And it's about having a different relationship with yourself and then recognizing, okay, I hear my critical voice Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to let that stop me from continuing doing this important work to get my message out into the world. Yes. I have to laugh because yesterday, (laughs) sorry, yesterday I, when I looked at the video, all I could see is my lipstick. One little place outside of my lips and I totally forgot the message was there. I mean, how 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 bad is that? Focusing on that. I'm sorry, people. I'm so human. It's just like... I know. And the thing is, the things that usually we worry about are really superficial, right? Yes. It's like, oh, yes. I was like, oh, oh no, my eyeliner is crooked. Or yeah, my <laughs> lipstick is off. And then and then you have to really think: Do your customers or clients or the people that you're talking to? Do they really care if your lipstick's a bit off if you have an important message? Right. And I do think so many women, because, you know, over time, I mean, history is, you know, the his story, like written by men traditionally, you know, Wikipedia, it's only 11% of Wikipedia editors are women. That means 89% are men. And so all the information out there and the stories we hear are still primarily male dominated. And I believe women, we have so many amazing stories and, and we have so much to share and we have, you know, this voice bursting out inside of us. It's just a matter of, okay, what does it take to give birth to that voice, to yourself? Oh, so true. Well, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about more about how your voice can be heard with working with Jenny or how she can impact your world more. So we'll do our very last segment with Jenny when we get back, but it's going to be power packed. So tune in. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. 
Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelove live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Jenny Beck, owner of Jenny Beck Media and I, have been having an awesome time today. She shared so much of her journey, and from listening to her journey, you should know change is not bad. You should know it's an adventure. It's okay to change. Jenny changed three, four different times in her career path, and it's all about finding your strengths, putting those strengths into your life and using them, because those are the things that are going to carry you through with less, with a whole lot less decisions, easier decisions will be made when you're living in your genius, which is using your talents, and it gives you a purpose in life. So, Jenny, as I as I wanted to say, you know, one of the questions that I always ask, love to ask my guests, or I'm going to start always asking my guests, because if I have my regular visitors that go, oh, you haven't asked that question before, but I want to know, what is the best thing about being you today that you like the most about being you? Mm. I love the fact that I feel fully expressed. Mm -hmm. I know that if I want to be silly and goofy, Mm -hmm. I can do that. Mm-hmm. If I want to be loud and powerful, I can do that. If I want to have a difficult conversation with a close friend or my partner, I can mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have so many different avenues for me to express myself. Uh, I, I used to do a lot of public speaking at conferences, which is mm-hmm. what we met. I was speaking at the E-Women Conference in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And that is a place where I can go huge, you know, on stage with hundreds of people in front of hundreds of people, boom, like it's, yeah. it's really quite a high. Yeah. And then I can also record videos on my cell phone and, and post those on my video blog and, and, you know, talk about things in my life and how they pertain to my business. For example, I just did, I just did a heels dancing show as in it's the kind of sexy dancing. <laughs> 
I took a did dance you call class. it? Heels? Heels dancing. It's kind of like Pussycat Doll uh, or think of like Beyonce videos. It's like sexy oh. dancing. Oh. And okay. I, I took this class because, again, I'm always looking to uh, get outside of my comfort zone. Yes. And so one thing that I'm definitely not comfortable is expressing sensuality. And yeah. so I, I did this show and a, and a whole bunch of my friends came out and it was such a blast. But then, you know, I talked about it in my video blog. And so I really saw how I was able to bring a, a different element of myself. I mean, not an inappropriate level of sexuality or anything, but it was just sort of a fun, playful way um, to try something new. And and I ultimately, for me, it's about knowing if I'm, if I'm feeling like I want to express something on the inside, I feel like I have so many safe avenues to do that in a, in a way that I can feel really comfortable and confident because I've done the work. Yeah. And the yeah. irony is, I, you know, I mean, I was, I would say I'm very talented at speaking on camera, on video, mm-hmm. on stage, and I, and I really love helping other people do that. The last piece for me was having the courage to have difficult conversations with people in my personal life. And so that was the last part for me. And and over the last number of years, I've really worked on that, on having my courageous conversations. You know, if something isn't working for me or I'm unhappy Mm -hmm. about something or I need something, how do I express that? And and for me, I feel like that was the last piece uh, Mm -hmm. of me really being able to express my voice in all forms. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, a, it's honestly, it is. As you, it's just a very liberating, comfortable, fulfilling, satisfying feeling. Right. Yeah. And all of that is, is, is achieved at different levels in our life. In other words, it took, as you just said, it took time, it took development, it took growth to be able to express all of that. Uh, it just mm-hmm. doesn't happen overnight, but the, the genuine desire to get there is a big ingredient. Don't you think? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I could tell I knew that this was in terms of the personal part of it was such mm-hmm. a big, was a big problem for me because I, I saw it having an impact in my personal life. Right. In terms of, you know, I had boyfriends, but the, they didn't last very long because uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know how to say hey, I, I have a problem with this, or this isn't working out with me. I would just kind of, like, pretend everything was fine and then break mm. up with them. Yeah. And obviously, after a while, I, I, could, I could see that, okay, I'm the common denominator here. I, I, there's something <laughs> I need to work on. And, and now I'm in a, an amazing relationship where I feel like I can have authentic communication all the time with him, and he's a, an amazing listener. And I just feel so lucky that... I'm here, but it it took definitely a lot of struggle and a lot of work. And I've read so many books and yeah, I've done so many different programs and all the rest of it. (laughs) Oh, Jenny, I think this is new. This was not in your life a year ago. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, you're right. You are right. I'm so excited. Well, I'm, (laughs) I wanted to share with my listeners that if they wanted to go see my video that I just recorded, and I'd love if you all left comments, go to my website, Joyce, um, my Facebook page, Joyce Buford Empowers, and you will see this video that I did yesterday. 
Now, you may not see my lipstick. You may listen to the message and not. I would be so interested in knowing what you focused on. A great well, feedback to me. Yeah, and I was just going to say I, I wanted people to go and have a look because it's so interesting. When you hear about what people are insecure about, it's really surprising. So yeah. I would be curious people if you know people were to go and watch and then watch it again and see if you even noticed the lipstick. I bet you nine out of ten people <laughs> wouldn't have even noticed. Maybe now because we told them to look for it, but if we told them not to, they wouldn't even notice. Uh, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. What's that? You think they'll notice that lipstick now that I pointed it out? Well, now that you've pointed it out. Like, oh. I, I often talk about my crooked teeth because if people go to my website, they'll see my, they'll, they'll know. Yeah. You probably would never notice my crooked teeth, but I always, all I see is my crooked teeth. And I so what I've realized over the years teeth. is our own insecurities to our, mm-hmm. are huge in our own minds, but in reality, no one really notices them as much as we do. So they're not as big as we think. So it's just deflate your insecurities. They're not as bad as you think they are. Okay. In the time that we have left, I want you to tell my audience what you are doing as far as your entrepreneur um, chip. (laughs) Yeah. In terms of, in terms of my, well, in terms of my training, I, I really love, I'm so passionate about working with women in particular. And, And really, if you're someone who, knows you need to record a video or if you know you're, you have to give a speech or if you just know it terrifies you and this is something you want to work on. Uh, I bring on one-on-one clients and I work with people all around the world over video Skype. Oh, I had a client just out of, out of the UK uh, mm-hmm. as well. And so it's such an important training, I believe, in today's world because in the old days, if you were the boss or, you know, you could kind of hide in your corner office and that'd be fine. These days with social media, people want to hear from the top. Yes. You can't hide anymore. Like people want to hear from the boss or the mm-hmm. owner. Um, mm-hmm. Or if you're a professional, if you want to actually advance in your career, you really do have to have the skills to be able to stand up and speak and express your ideas and express your opinions in front of other people. That's really all it comes down to. Right. You have a voice and you have an opinion and it matters. Your ideas matter. But if they say stuff inside your head, then you're not serving the world. Mm. Yeah. It, yeah. It was um, interesting to work with you because you kept emphasizing our voice, not mm-hmm. what, what we consider the voice. It's our voice. And it's all unique to who we are, right? Exactly, because I, I'm even if you and I had the exact same idea about a piece of art, you're mm-hmm. going to express it in a different way than I'm going to express it. Mm-hmm. And if you told me, Jenny, express it this way, which is Joyce's way, mm-hmm. and I try it, it's going to feel wrong because mm-hmm. that's not my voice and that's not how I express it, even if the ideas are similar or the same. And so I believe there is some some deep human need to express and to share. And I believe in sharing is how we help one another and how we continue to evolve as human beings. Yeah. I, um, I love that. Uh, that's one of the things that I've 
been able to accept. I've kind of worked on it because sometimes I'm really bad about stumbling over words. and But I've been able to, it took some work because I, accepting myself as where I am and who I am mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. has been uh, a, a growth step for me. So in my honor, yeah. I can tell you, <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. I can really mess you up. You can do things. it. Yeah. <laughs> And what and what has been the experience for you after working with me and realizing you can be yourself as silly or as big as you want in I, front of the I, video camera? I think it's just such a growth. It's the comfort level. I can know that it's okay to be me. It's okay to stumble. It's okay to stop. It's okay to be who I am because that's what mm-hmm. people will like about me or won't like about yeah. me. And there'll be just yeah. as many that like me for that as like me don't like me for that. So it's mm-hmm. accepting yourself. But I it think is. for all the treasures you've shared with us today, Jenny, I know my audience has have walked away with valuable information that they can use in their lives. So I thank you for being with me. Oh, you're so welcome. And if people want some more video tips or want to check out my crooked teeth, <laughs> um, you can go to jennybeckmedia.com I have another URL that's the spelling is easier so you can just do J-E-N-N-Y B-E-C-K media so just like it sounds jennybeckmedia.com and that'll get you to my website (laughs) awesome well thank you audience thank you transitioners thank you all you people that listen into every week and check out my video So you can tell, give me some feedback. So as we go on through the week, remember, it's your talents that make you the uniqueness that you are. And you are the only one on earth here to give us that information. Joyce Buford returns next week at the same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 